Welcome to First and 30. I'm Nick. And I'm Antonino. We're two 30-something-year-old guys who take the best ultimate reality television show in this hemisphere, American football, through four uncensored downs of mostly unbiased opinion and some analysis. In a game broken down into 10-yard segments, we take it with you one step at a time. That's First and 30. Let's Let's go go for it. it. Hello and welcome to the First and 30 Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Ocasio, joined by my co-host, Antonino, the podfather, DeSandro. I'm sticking with the name, Antonino. I'm hoping people start calling you that on social media too. But we're here. Divisional round of the playoffs is over. Conference championships start this week, which means we're only a few weeks away from the Super Bowl. Before we do hop into our four downs, what's top of mind? Maybe on a personal note or even a football note. I'm a little confused. You started this off by saying hello. I was expecting aloha because you just came from Hawaii. (laughs) I I could hear you sipping the coconuts uh, with the Hawaiian garland around your neck. I can only imagine. Tell us a little bit about your your trip way out there yonder. Uh, You're right. Aloha, brother. Hawaii. Yep. uh, We were on a 10-day excursion. We visited some family in California. Last week when I joined you, I was calling from a bedroom in Fallbrook, which is about an hour outside of San Diego. Uh, Then we traversed across the Pacific Ocean to Honolulu, where uh, a good friend Kyle was uh, stationed right now. He's living out there, having his best Hawaiian life. We did a little bit of island hopping, then took a red eye back home. So I'm honestly still feeling a little jet lag, though. It, it, It hasn't kind of caught up yet oh man well it's good to have you back in studio and uh next time bring me back some uh coconut hey i got you i got you well appreciate you asking appreciate you pulling that up but let's do it antonino i'm excited we have four really good downs to talk through some pretty cool stuff a lot of great games we're gonna kick things off with first down high hopes high where we will chat about the best thing we saw this past weekend, but I think we're going to take a little bit of a twist here and do things a little differently and do more so a conference championship preview. So we had four games in the divisional round that took place. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Buffalo Bills 27-24. The Baltimore Ravens beat up on the Houston Texans 34-10. Detroit stamping their ticket to their first conference championship game since 1991. They beat Tampa Bay 31-23. And then, of course, the San Francisco 49ers defeat those Green Bay Packers, the Cheeseheads, 24-21, which means this upcoming weekend, Sunday, we have an AFC conference championship matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the three seed, versus the number one seeded Baltimore Ravens, the Ravens are three and a half point favorites in this game. The over under is 44 and a half points. Let's get to it, man. Tell me, what are your thoughts on this game? Who are you picking? Who do you like? Who do you think is going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? First things first, let's call in the National Guard to prepare for Taylor Swift's arrival. Okay. Mm. Baltimore, Baltimore, stand up. All right. It's your time to shine. We got to shut this thing down. The Taylor Swift show. The Jason Kelsey shirtless show, 
Uh, let's put a stop to it all, okay? Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift hugging in the press box. Enough. Enough is enough, okay? This is Baltimore's year. I fully expect, fully expect the M&T Bank crowd to be absolutely absurd. Uh, the Chiefs should not be able to hear a single cadence all game long. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of the whole Taylor Swift narrative and the Kelsey brothers. Yeah, we'll, and we'll talk about the the Chiefs and everything that took place in that game a little later on just to give everybody a, a sneak preview there or a teaser. But yeah, so it, it sounds like you're picking the Ravens. Is that what I'm hearing? Give me a score. Give me a bold prediction. Oh, man. I, like after watching that game last weekend, I know everyone was a little nervous. Uh, it was 10 to 10 at half. Houston just missed a field goal. I really feel like people were saying, uh-oh, not again. But I think this week might be different. My prediction for this game, the Chiefs 23, the Baltimore Ravens 19. Oh, no. I'm sorry, oh. folks. I'm oh, sorry, folks. I, I honestly think that Harbaugh and his aggressive analytics, I just have a bad feeling they're going to go for it on a fourth down or try a two-point conversion and fall short. Oh. Jackson uh, Jackson might have a turnover, and Butker hits three field goals, uh, and they'll win 23-19. to 19. Wow. You really teased there. I mean, you entered in strong with Ravens fans are going to be loud. T. Swift, Brittany Mahomes, Jason Kelsey are going to want to go back home crying. And then you go and take that curveball and throw it at us? Come on, man. I couldn't help myself. You like playing the Baltimore bad guy. He, <laughs> Guys, he's wearing a Cincinnati Bengals hoodie right now as we're chatting about the your Ravens. So, yeah, oh man, Antonino, you're, you're really not going to let it up. All right. Well, look. The Ravens are just the fourth team since the 1970 merger to have a first-team All-Pro quarterback and the number one scoring defense in the NFL. The 1972 Dolphins, the 1978 Steelers, and the 1996 Packers all had a first-team All-Pro quarterback and the number one scoring defense. All three of those teams won a Super Bowl. So the Ravens are in good company. So if you you use history and context in that regard, I, I'm feeling pretty good about the Ravens. They, I mean, they limited Houston to only 213 yards, which was their second lowest total yardage of the season. You're playing the Chiefs, though, who are 3-2 and two in AFC title games under Mahomes. So with that Travis-Kelsey connection, they have the most combined TDs with 16 ever in postseason history. So a lot of a tough matchup for the Ravens defense, perhaps their toughest matchup to date this season. But you want to know who I'm picking, Antonino? I gotta know. I gotta know. I, I, you know, I'm leading kind of hard with this, so I, I don't think there's any surprises. My pick is with those Baltimore Ravens. They're going to represent the state of Maryland proud, and I'm excited. I'm excited for them. I think they are the better team. the The team that could have beat them, I thought, was Buffalo. And Kansas City took care of business. So I, I'm picking Baltimore. You know, last week was cute. Don't don't let them fool you. No rookie quarterback and no rookie coach coming up this week. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So look out. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we've been spending a lot of time on this down too, but I do want to get to the NFC Championship game matchup too. We, we like talking about those Ravens a little too much. But mm -hmm. NFC matchup, 
You have the three-seeded Detroit Lions going up against the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco coming in is a seven-point favorite. Over-under in this game is 50.5 points. Quick takes. What do you think? Who Who's going to represent the NFC and be playing either the Kansas City Chiefs or Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl? The Detroit Lions, it's a feel-good story. Everyone loves it. I'm personally cheering for the Lions. But unfortunately, I do predict San Francisco is going to win this game 30 to 20. I think Brock Purdy is going to play a better game than he did last week in the rain. Um, everyone's talking about all the other QBs, but don't forget, Purdy's only in his second year and he's 20 and five as a starter. He led the NFL this year in total QBR. There'll be no rain in the forecast. And I have a feeling McCaffrey is going to get an early head start. He's going to get fed early and often. And Ayuk is going to resurface in a big way this week, especially if Debo is out of this game. Yep. Well, no break in the shoulder. Good thing for the 49ers. Debo Samuel uh, doesn't appear to have as serious as of an injury as what was led to believe. But all right, the 49ers, kind of the safe pick. So you think it's going to be a 49ers versus Chiefs Super Bowl, which would be a rematch of, what, 2019 when the two teams played? Different quarterback with Garoppolo for the 49ers. Same quarterback for the Chiefs, though. That could be an interesting one. So my take, uh, you have Detroit, like you said, Great feel, good story. This is now two postseason wins for them, which is the first time they've done that since 1957. You got to like Dan Campbell. You got to like the moxie by these guys. Detroit, though, is ranked 30th and EPA allowed per opposing drop back. So they, they do get beat up in the passing game, and I see that as a potential weakness. But if they can beat the 49ers, it is through the running game. And we know the Lions like to run the ball, and that's the weakness that the 49ers have on defense. They are one of the best units against the pass, though. With all this being said, I don't know if you're aware of this, the 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl since 94. They've been to seven NFC championship games since 2011. They have a two and four record in those previous six games. So three of them were under Kyle Shanahan. It's the 49ers time. Uh, unfortunately, they've been, they've been in this situation before Detroit hasn't, I think experience and talent alone is going to be the determining factor for why the 49ers are going to push through and win this one. So my take, 49ers versus Ravens in the Super Bowl. Antonino, you've got the Niners versus the Chiefs. We'll see who's right. We'll have to revisit this next week. We will. All right. We spent a lot of time there. It's second down, though, Antonino. They are who we thought they were. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. So for this, we're going to take a look at the Buffalo Bills. They choked. Big time again in the playoffs. Couldn't get out of the divisional round against a familiar foe with the Kansas City Chiefs. Under Josh Allen, they've lost all three of their matchups against the Chiefs in the playoffs to those Mahomes-led team. What's your take here? Why, why do you think they are who we thought they were, Buffalo? Oh, the two things Buffalo fans don't want to hear, wide right and that there's actually no Buffaloes in New York, believe it or not. <laughs> I was wondering that. When I was out there, I'm like, why are they the Buffalo Bills? There must have been Buffalo there at some point in time. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's uh, some sort of superstitious jinx, but they just can't seem to come through here. Like you said, three straight divisional round losses, last three or four to the Chiefs, 
They lost to the Bengals last year at home, lost to the Chiefs at home this year. Um, this, the sad thing of all this is, and I know Josh Allen gets gets a lot of a lot of slack for them not winning, but he was actually playing well. He was actually not turning the ball over. Yeah, uh, he was running with his legs. They were doing all the things they were supposed to do, and then the fourth quarter, they are who we thought they were. The miscues in the fourth quarter um, looks very reminiscent to the team that started six and six, showed its rear head again, and they just couldn't take advantage. This I thought this was their year. I thought the stars aligned, home field. They played Pittsburgh last week, but like like it like it goes. Josh Allen in the playoffs, he's beaten Mason Rudolph last game, Skylar Thompson. <laughs> Dolphins quarterback yeah. last year. The year before that, Mac Jones. Uh, farewell tour Phillip Rivers with the Colts. And one game was against Baltimore when they had Lamar Jackson for half a game. So Josh Allen's playoff record, not that stunning. What's your thoughts here with Buffalo? Yeah, I, I mean, if you think of some of the most infamous ways to lose a game, what comes to mind? You know, 1990. The, the wide right field goal miss Buffalo against New York in the Super Bowl. They lose 20 to 19. Then you fast forward 1999, Music City Miracle. They, I, I mean, come on, like Frank Wychak, the pass to Kevin Dyson on the lateral. And, and then 2021 divisional round, 13 seconds. I mean, they were mentioning that one a lot during the broadcast too, 13 seconds. So, Maybe chalk this one up as another snake bitten moment for the Buffalo franchise. I, I feel for them, honestly, man. 0-4 in the Super Bowls, four straight in the 90s. They went through, what, a 17-something-year drought there in the 2000s. Finally have turned a corner with this uh, Josh Allen error where they've been perennial contenders, but they just can't get past that familiar foe. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Every time, and the sad part about it, Patrick Mahomes, he went to the Chiefs because of a draft they trade where Buffalo traded the Chiefs the pick. They could have had Mahomes. They traded the Chiefs the draft picks yeah. that they used to then get Patrick Mahomes. So, like you said, snake bitten. Come on. I feel so bad for Bill's Mafia. They uh, they deserve a Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, well, I, I mean, this loss puts Josh Allen 5-5 five and five in his playoff career. Uh, he's... Racking up all the personal accolades uh, from a regular season standpoint, this, to me, feels like the window of opportunity has perhaps closed for this Josh Allen era with the Bills. I know he's come out and said, as you would expect him to, that they're still in that that mode. They're still in contention heading into next year. But look, they, they're going to have some guys that are probably going to be leaving this squad. Stefan Diggs. It's going to be a big name that you're probably going to see surfaced a lot in trade rumors and things like that, especially since he was pretty disappointing down the stretch there. But I don't know. It just feels to me that Buffalo had its chance, that it had its opportunities there over this past five-year window to, to really do something to make that run for a Super Bowl. And it just seems like with guys aging, free agents looming, Trade's probably going to happen that their window to, to potentially win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen might might be closing here. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the cold, hard truth. And I'm feeling pretty toxic right now, so I want to throw some people under the bus. Okay, Buffalo, Josh Allen, it's not your fault. All right, I got some names here. Stefan Diggs, like you said, he's a Maryland guy. Love him to death. But, man, I tell you what, 
inconsistent. Last 100-yard game was October 15th. This is before everyone listening got their Halloween candy. Come on, guys. And his dead cap hit, if they let him go, the dead cap hit is $22 million. And he has a dead cap, a dead cap of $22 million, but he counts $27 million against the cap next year. Furthermore, okay, and this is a big one. I want to report a burglary, okay? Mm. Von Miller. Von Miller, big name, great with Denver. He made $15 million this past year. He made five tackles, and that's not this past game. That's all season long. Five tackles, zero sacks. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the two bodies I'm throwing under the bus. <laughs> he was hurt, though, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure Vaughn was hurt for a good chunk of the season, but still, like, he hasn't been healthy since he signed with Buffalo, which sucks for them. Like, he, he's, yeah, eating up salary cap. And, oh, my goodness, Stefan Diggs, though, in that game, the drop. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about it later, maybe not, but I did want to bring that up. I mean, the dude beat 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 the defender. Buffalo's one lone shot, it seemed like, of the game, and he let that slip right through his hands. But uh, what are you going to do? Hey, Antonino, you know what, though? Second down's up. We're looking at third down, third and long. What were you thinking? And we had quite a few scenarios and situations popping up with quarterbacks having the opportunity to lead their team to a potential game-winning drive or tying drive to send it to overtime. And they blew it. They squandered those opportunities. Uh, the Ravens and Texans game was not in contention in the fourth quarter, so we're not even going to talk about that one. But, geez, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, he had an opportunity, blew it. We had Jordan Love. Blow it. Baker Mayfield blew it. Let's talk through these three quarterbacks and their opportunity that was squandered this past weekend. I want to start with the quarterback, in which case the circumstances and what he did were unforgivable. Okay. <laughs> and that is Jordan Love. Gosh darn it. You made me lose a lot of money by not getting over 200 yards. But this guy was sitting at 194 yards and it's First down, last drive of the game, you're down by three, you have a timeout, one minute left, what do you do? You have flashbacks of Brett Favre in the playoffs, rolling out to your right, throwing the ball back across your body to the center of the field, and gets picked off. They had been moving the ball well, you have Aaron Jones right there, and you decide to go for it all and cost your team a chance at a potential game-time field goal. So that that really grinds my yeah. gears right there. Well, what, what do you think? <laughs> that that was a bad one, and that was Dre Greenlaw's second pick of the game. He he tried to return it too for a touchdown. I don't know why he didn't get it down, but that's beside the point. Yeah, a terrible play, triple coverage. It looked like just threw it across the middle. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen though. I don't know if you saw this, but it ended up leading to the the eventual missed field goal wide right. Josh Allen was taking what the Chiefs defense was giving him. In this game, he went 26 of 39 for only 186 yards, but he added 72 yards rushing, total of three touchdowns. But he had an opportunity to take the dump off to Stefan Diggs as they were driving down the field on a, I believe it was a second and nine. So instead of taking the wide open dump off the Diggs, who was just cutting across the middle of the field, 
He took a shot to the end zone, missed his receiver, leading to third and nine. I believe they threw another incompletion the next set of downs. They they then went out and kicked a, a field goal attempt with Tyler Bass that ultimately, as we all are aware, went wide right. So I, I'm throwing Josh Allen under the bus. You know, you you were playing patient. You were taking what the defense was giving you the entire drive, the entire game. And in this one moment, you made a poor decision. You tried to hit the home run, a touchdown that would have given the Chiefs a lot of time left, too, to go down the field and score. So at that point, you're already working methodically. Take the underneath. You know, even if Dix was probably going to get a first down on that play, you extend the drive, you run the clock out, and then maybe you don't get the Chiefs 13 seconds. You give them no time on the clock to do anything, and you win it. So, Josh Allen, you're 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 my what were you thinking? Yep, I couldn't agree more. That gunslinger mentality might have caught up to him there. Um, and then lastly, we have a third quarterback. Okay, we talked about Jordan Love being unforgivable, Josh Allen doing too much, Baker Mayfield. Okay, this one forgivable, unexpected for them in Tampa Bay to get this far this year. He comes up, he gets the ball with one drive left in the game. Miraculously, they got the ball, and they're down eight. First pass after getting the ball, interception right into the Detroit linebackers' hands. Uh, props to Baker Mayfield to even get to that point. They were down two scores. There was a fourth down and long conversion that he hit on a beautiful throw. He had that Mike Evans connection going all game. He had three touchdowns, I believe it was, and he's been yep. playing through injuries with his ankle and his ribs. So unforgivable, doing too much, but Baker Mayfield in this case – not clutch, but forgivable as they weren't expected to get this far. And he overperformed, albeit the unfortunate ending there with that interception. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like the microcosm dichotomy of Baker's career. He, he had such a good game too. It's a, a shame that it ended the way it did. But Antonino, we covered those guys, those quarterbacks. What were you thinking, guys? You had the chance. You had the opportunity. You blew it. But oh, well. How about this, man? Fourth and forever, it's time for a Hail Mary. Dropping back in the pocket, looking, there's the Hail Mary, headed for the end zone, and it is Now, with this, there was only one underdog team that ended up coming away with a victory this past weekend, and believe it or not, it was the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Buffalo Bills. Yes, the Chiefs were underdogs coming into this game. And they're the only team to get a victory as the underdog in the divisional round. And they won it, thanks in large part, as we've mentioned and highlighted, and everybody's already seen through sports talk and social media, the wide right kick by Tyler Bass. But talk, talk me through, Antonino. What, what was the big moment for you here? What stood out to me was Pacheco, the running back. That guy runs hard. Like, he's mad at the ground. His feet stomped the ground so hard and he made the runs towards the end of the game to really seal the deal drain the clock and they really relied on that running game uh throughout so i think that was a yeah. big piece to get them where they wanted what did you finish with like 97 it was funny though i i read this somewhere i saw this somewhere a player made a comparison to pacheco as like a little kid that's just stomping around on the ground the way he runs mm -hmm. he does have this very interesting running style that I haven't seen really from any running back. It is kind of this like hard stomping acceleration. <laughs> hey, but it works for him. I, I think he was an all pro this year too. So good for Pacheco. 
you have to look at the Chiefs and the the opportunities that could have been given to the Bills that the Bills ultimately didn't capitalize on. I I thought the Chiefs were going to lose this game, Antonino. There was a point there in the first half where Buffalo was just dominating at will in the running game. Kansas City was giving up gigantic holes for the Bills running backs to take advantage of. And I was thinking, okay, if Buffalo continues to do this in the second half, they'll either jump out to a large lead, they'll kill the clock, they'll just they'll be able to do what they want. It's all one in the trenches, as we know. So for them to just stay resilient, that was impressive. But Nicole Hardman, you know, man, he fumbled it right there at the, the goal line. That was a touchback. Buffalo could have had the chance to go downfield and score. But Chief, you got to give it to the Chiefs defense. I think that's that's where I'm coming out to. The Chiefs defense won them this game. They stood strong in the second half and made the stops that they needed to make in order to give their team an opportunity to win this. So everybody's going to focus on Mahomes, you know, rightfully so. He's he's great, and everybody's going to focus on Travis Kelsey and his two receiving touchdowns and Jason Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but I don't want that defense to go unnoticed. They really locked down Buffalo. They, Like I mentioned earlier, they didn't even give up over 200 yards passing to Josh Allen. They, they really clamped up in the second half, too. Yeah, you absolutely cannot bet against Patrick Mahomes. Against the spread last 10 games as an underdog, he's 9-1. and one, Okay, and hmm. going into this next matchup, um, alluding to my prediction earlier, where I think the Kansas City Chiefs will win, is a big part because they faced a mobile quarterback this past week in Josh Allen. You saw him get out of the pocket and run, kind of similar to Lamar. And also, they finally got a taste of playing on the road in the playoffs, which should help them now going into Baltimore, having a taste of that right beforehand by going to Buffalo. So I think they're prepared for this one. Like you said, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, that's all the way back, two touchdowns there. Uh, running games back, and they'll need all of that against Baltimore's defense. Yeah, and this win elevates Patrick Mahomes to 13-3 and now during the playoffs in his career. His only losses, Antonino, were in the Super Bowl and two AFC Conference Championship games. Like, this dude is elevating himself to, like, dare I say that goat tier. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of debate here in the next couple years if Mahomes continues this trajectory is he the goat? Yeah. <laughs> yep. One of those losses coming to Joe Burrow and those Bengals, and Joe Burrow will be back next year. But yes, I digress. Patrick Mahomes almost a goat status. We we had uh we had to get that in there, didn't we? There there wasn't a lot of positivity to talk about the Bengals this season, so squeeze it in where you can, Anton. You know. I'll never not fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. How about this? Let's end things on a positive take. We like to do that. We like to wrap things up in a nice bow and reflect on some of the things we just chatted about and researched on and kind of related to everyday life. How about you kick and start us? Oh, man, let's take it back to those those non-clutch QBs. Okay, they all three of them ended the season on the most sour note possible, going home with a playoff loss. This doesn't have to be the final act, okay? The beauty of the NFL, the beauty of the NFL is that there's always next year to come back and rewrite that narrative. And in my personal life, I can tell you that you grow your best through that pain. You learn to build, learn from your mistakes, and move on and get better from it. So I expect all three of those quarterbacks to do that here in this coming season. I think I'm going to follow a similar note or, or message 
but related to Buffalo and their loss. So we talked about all these defining moments in their past, in their history, the Music City Miracle, the Wide Right, 13 Seconds. But my take would be not allowing your past and your history to define who you are in the present. And I don't think these Buffalo Bills are going to allow that to be the case, and nor do I think that should be the case for anyone else listening. Don't let your past define who you are currently. Move forward, learn from the past mistakes, overcome those obstacles, and don't let it define you. Very well said. Thanks, man. Well, thank you for everyone who joined us again this week for another episode of the First in 30 podcast. Until next week, remember, when your number is called, no matter the odds, just go for it. 